episode eight of Opening Doors to Hope and Belonging from DePaul Community Resources. I'm your host, Allison Wickline. Thank you for joining us as we learn and grow together. This episode is part two of our Medicaid waiver discussion. If you haven't listened to part one, I would encourage you to do so. Our guest for part one and two is Emily Moore, a regional recruiter for DePaul. Emily, thanks for being here again. Yeah, thanks for having me. Glad to be here. Let's jump right in. To recap a bit from the last episode, just briefly tell me what exactly waivers are when we talk about them. Yeah, so like you said, if you didn't listen to part one, I encourage you to do so because this will be a very brief overview of what waivers are. Uh, Waivers are the only public funding source for long-term disability supports. There are two types of waivers, and we will go into service options of those today. The CCC Plus Waiver, which is the Commonwealth Coordinated Care Plus Waiver, and the Developmental Disability Waiver Program, which has three waivers underneath of it. Waiver supports help individuals with disabilities live in their communities as opposed to institutional settings. And so our hopes are that if you are listening to this, you are either um, an individual that supports folks with disabilities or you have a loved one that needs services like respite or personal care or employment or residential services. And we are hoping that you're going to learn a lot here today about Medicaid waivers. How do you access services under that CCC Plus waiver? Yes. So the CCC Plus waiver, um, just to recap, used to be the EDCD and technology assistance waivers, and that's initiated through the local DSS agency. So once you have gone through the eligibility criteria, which again, we talked about last week. So once you've met those eligibility guidelines, there's really two options for how you can access services under CCC Plus. Um, It's a, a model of service delivery that you select. So you have two options. You have agency directed, which is when there is an agency that's responsible to provide oversight and direct support staff to provide those necessary services inside of the individual's home or in the community, depending upon the service. The other method is consumer directed. This is a little bit more involved. The consumer directed model involves the individual or their employer of record being responsible for hiring, training, supervising, even firing the attendants that provide those services that are reimbursed by um, DMAS, which is the the Medicaid service provider for the state or for the the federal government as well. And so consumer-directed services, you receive um, assistance from somebody at that DMAS agency as a service facilitator. That service facilitator is going to guide you or the employer of record. An employer of record is someone that um, helps make decisions on the individual's behalf. And either you or the employer of record will um, have support from that service facilitator on the responsibilities of how to be an employer, how to manage attendants that provide those services, and how to use the consumer-directed model. So again, it is a little bit more involved with the, the consumer-directed model. The individual that needs services, again, can either choose to do this on their own if they're able, or have an employer of record. If the individual's under age 18 and receiving CCC Plus services, the parent or the responsible adult has to be the employer of record. And so they will um, help guide the services throughout the consumer-directed model under CCC Plus. And each of those types of models of service delivery have certain um, guidelines that you have to follow. So it's a pretty involved process. So can you give us a few examples of the different types of services you might see on the consumer-directed side and then also on the agency-directed side? Yeah, absolutely. So 
Services under the CCC Plus waiver in general um, include things like um, personal care, private duty nursing, um, assistive technology, uh, environmental modification, but you're going to access those services differently depending upon if they're agency directed or consumer directed. So services like companion services or personal assistant services or respite services can all be consumer directed, meaning that you as the individual needing these services or your employer of record can hire people and manage um, the attendants that provide these services. So on the other side is agency directed services. Those are services like private duty nursing, assistive technology, environmental modifications, um, transition services, and those uh, personal emergency response systems like Life Alert. And you can tell that those would make sense to be agency directed services because you aren't just going to be able to have anybody provide private duty nursing in your home. You're going to want someone that's certified and that has the qualifications to be able to provide that service. So you would have agency oversight and would go through an agency where they would identify an individual to come in and provide those services in the home. So those are the type of services that you can access under the CCC Plus waiver through those different um, service mods or service uh, deliveries. So we've talked about CCC Plus. Now, how do we access services under the DD waivers? Yeah, so the DD waiver is a lot more complicated. Um, as we talked about in the, the first part of this Medicaid waiver series, there's a lot of services available under the DD waivers. And so once you receive a DD waiver and you go through the eligibility process and unfortunately wait on the waiting list and you are finally one of the lucky ones who is afforded a waiver slot, the services you get depend upon which waiver, which of the three waivers you get, either the building independence, the family and individual supports, or the community living waiver. So I'm going to kind of break it down under each waiver. It's going to be very basic because there are a lot of services available under these waivers. <laughs> so the building independence waiver provides services to adults that are able to live independently in the community. These individuals typically own, lease, or control their own living environments, and they have supports that are complemented um, to those, those living environments by non-waiver funded rent subsidies. And so some services that are available under the Building Independence Waiver include employment and day services, um, like supported employment, day support, community coaching, crisis support services, there's personal emergency response systems like Life Alert, um, assistive technology, environmental modification, transition services, and then the residential options available under the Building Independence Waiver include the independent living supports, which are supports provided in an individual's home in the community, or shared living, in which an individual would have a live-in companion to provide support to them. And so you can see some of those services are very similar to the ones that are available under CCC+. The Building Independence Waiver is kind of the more basic waiver under the three DD waivers that provides the least amount of services, but the, the focus is on providing services to individuals that can primarily live independently on their own with a little bit more support. So the next waiver is the Family and Individual Supports Waiver, and this provides services to children and adults, not just adults. These individuals, both children and adults, can be living with their families, their friends, in their own homes, and so the waiver, this waiver, the Family and Individual Supports Waiver, includes supports for those individuals, very similar to some of those supports under the Building Independence Waiver, but also includes medical and behavioral needs as well. So some of those additional services may be um, skilled nursing, private duty nursing, therapeutic consultation, some consumer-directed service facilitation um, for some of those things like respite services, personal assistance services, and then residential options 
are a little bit more expanded under this waiver. And they, in addition to shared living, add supported living and in-home supports available under this waiver. So we're kind of adding services as we go through each of these waivers. And then the community living waiver, which truly we like to, to call this the Cadillac of waiver services, because this is the most comprehensive waiver that we have available under the DD waiver as far as services are concerned. This also provides services to children and adults and includes residential supports and a full array of medical, behavioral, and non-medical supports. So you are going to have access to the services you heard under the Building Independence Waiver, the services you heard under the Family and Individual Supports Waiver, in addition to um, residential options, including sponsored residential and group home residential. So those are really the, the two services under the community living waiver that really stand out under that waiver service because they provide all types of services and support and case management in a community setting as opposed to an institution. And so those are kind of the, the overview of the type of services you'd be able to access under the DD waiver. And so if someone is listening, they've listened to part one, they've listened to part two, and they still have questions, or they're wanting to kind of get started, maybe they have a waiver and they want to start these services, what would you recommend to them? And you know, where should they go to kind of start that process? Absolutely. So I'm going to kind of add in here as well. We, we talked about it a bit in part one, um, but want to reiterate that there is a really long waiting list for the DD waiver. And so if you are on the waiting list for the DD waiver, CCC plus services are available to you. There's no waiting list under the CCC plus waiver services. And so to, to start there, definitely contact your local DSS agency. You would need to apply for Medicaid um, and you would need to work with the local health department to have an assessment, eligibility assessment done. But definitely start there to get um, access to those services. If you are now receiving a waiver, a DD waiver under one of the three waivers, your um, service facilitator at your local community services board should be able to give you information on what service providers are available in your area. Unfortunately, not all areas of our state have access to all of these type of services. It's really going to depend on what service providers in your area provide what services. Um, for example, in the Central Virginia region, there aren't as many options for shared or supported living, whereas there is sponsored residential or group home services. And so depending upon what service you're looking for and what's going to be the best fit for you, you may have to shop around a bit. We definitely do encourage folks to also look at different agencies and find the agency that's going to provide the best support that they need individually for their specific needs. And so I always encourage folks, once you receive the waiver, Definitely look around and try to see what services are available in your area, and the Community Services Board should be able to help with that. But if you are on the waiver wait list and needing to access services, CCC Plus is available in the state, and um, they should be able to get you access to those services and explain the different agency-directed and consumer-directed models. Well, thank you so much, Emily, for stopping by again for our part two of the Medicaid waiver discussion. I know it was helpful and informative for me, so I really appreciate your time. I'm glad to be able to do it. Thanks, Allison. Opening Doors to Hope and Belonging is hosted by DePaul Community Resources, a nonprofit organization. Since 1977, DePaul has opened doors to hope and belonging for countless children, families, and individuals with disabilities across Central and Southwest Virginia. To learn more about DePaul and the topics discussed here, please visit depaulcr.org 
slash openingdoorspodcast. podcast.